Hello, beautiful friends. I am Dr. Maria Manjapane, Christian psychologist, and I like to use this channel for the glory of God. I like psychology because it is the study of the soul, and what better than the Bible to understand what our soul needs. Did Jesus really say he did not know the day or the hour of his return? I studied Matthew, John, and Mark to see how, how, these, how they agree and how this comes together. While on the Mount of Olives, the disciples went to Jesus privately and asked him when was the sign of his coming and the end of the age. This is in Matthew 24, 3. I believe Jesus knew back then the time, the day, and the hour of his return when he was with his disciples in the Mount of Olives. And I believe that he knows now the day and hour that now that he is in heaven. I believe he always knew, Jesus always knew the day and the hour of his coming, of the rapture, and of the, his kingdom, the 1,000-year kingdom called also the millennium. I believe Jesus knew the day and the hour when he told his disciples. The disciples that wrote about the statement of no man knowing the day or the hour were Matthew and Mark. Let's talk more about each one of them. Who was Matthew? Matthew was a Jewish tax collector in Capernaum when Jesus recruited him as a disciple. In Matthew 9, 9 says, As Jesus passed on from there, and there is Capernaum, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Matthew left his job as a tax collector, a publican, to follow Jesus. I think he probably knew in his heart that he was betraying his own people. And by being a tax collector and deep inside, he wanted to do something good. I believe he had a good heart, a heart that sincerely loved God, a heart that had felt the calling of God in his life. The reason I believe this is because when Jesus asked him to follow him, Matthew did not hesitate or questioned him. He did not ask why. He knew he was not satisfied with the life he was leading. Matthew's immediate decision to follow Jesus came honestly from his heart. Jesus did not pressure him or talk to him to try to convince him. I believe Jesus had a word of knowledge about Matthew. Jesus knew Matthew had a good heart and was not happy with the way he was conducting himself in his life. Matthew knew there was something wrong about the way the taxes were being calculated to oppress the Jewish people, and he wanted out of that. He wanted a higher purpose of doing good in his life. At that time, the tax collectors were considered traitors of the Jewish nation. From the book 12 Ordinary Men by John MacArthur, tax collectors were the most despised people in Israel. They were hated and vilified by all Jewish society. They were deemed lower than Herodians and more worthy of scorn than the occupying Roman soldiers at that time.
Republicans were men who had bought tax franchises from the Roman emperor and then extorted money from the people of Israel to feed the Roman coffers and to pad their own pockets. They often strung armed money out of people with the use of thugs. Most were despicable, vil, unprincipled scoundrels. I believe Matthew wanted out of the life of being a tax collector. His spirit could not live with these horrific requirements of the job. It was not him. Matthew was a humble man who kept himself in the background throughout his lengthy account of Jesus' life and ministry. In his entire gospel, he mentions his own name only two times. Once is where he records his call, and the other is when he lists all 12 apostles. Matthew had to have a special love and disposition for Jesus and his ministry because Jesus chose him along with other 11 to be apostles. Jesus had tens of disciples in his ministry at, at one point in the Bible. It is mentioned about the 70 he sent to heal the sick and cast out demons in the towns. From those, he chose 12 to be apostles. Jesus trusted Matthew. He trusted that Matthew would fulfill his mission as an apostle. An apostle was someone who was sent on a mission. Being an apostle was not an easy task. The apostles had to travel far away from their homes to spread the gospel, suffer rejection and persecution. They started churches in other nations and taught the people the teachings of Jesus so they could prosper their own churches independently. Matthew was detailed in his writing, probably because of his former job of being a tax collector, which required dealing with numbers. It is believed the Gospel of Matthew was written before 78 AD and that he is the author. I think maybe Jesus asked him to write an account of the ministry. What did Matthew write about the day and hour of Jesus' return? Matthew starts by saying, by giving the location of Jesus and his disciples on the Mount of Olives in Matthew 24, 3. The writing here is a specific question to what is the sign of Jesus' coming and the end of age. They asked this question because Jesus had just told them, Jerusalem shall not see him until they say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. About the day and hour in Matthew 24, 36 through 44, New King's James Version, we can read, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For, our, for us in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the come of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the meal. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known 
what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Matthew was in Jesus' circle and heard him speak firsthand. Nobody had to tell Matthew what Jesus said because he could hear it by himself. In Matthew 24:36, we see Matthew wrote, The Father is the only one that knows the day and the hour. However, Jesus and the Father are one, and Jesus said that he is the only one that can reveal the Father to us. In order to be able to reveal God to us, Jesus had to have access to all the Father is. We can see how Jesus knew the Father in the following verses. Matthew 11:26. Jesus and the Father are one. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Jesus tells the Jews he does, not, he does what he sees the Father do. The Father, God, shows Jesus all things that he himself does. God shows all things to Jesus. This is so profound. John 5:18-23. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than this, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Now, coming back to Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I see that Matthew does not mention Jesus. I believe Matthew did not men mention Jesus because Jesus did not say he did not know the day or the hour. I checked the original writings in Greek, and indeed Matthew did not mention Jesus in the paragraph where he mentioned who would not know the day or the hour. In conclusion about Matthew, Matthew did not write that Jesus did not know the day or the hour of his return. Who was Mark? I also studied what Mark said about Jesus' return. Mark was not one of the twelve apostles. Mark was a friend of Peter, and his name is John Mark, being Mark his last name. Mark is mentioned in Acts 12, 12. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, 
whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. He was also Barnabas's cousin and traveled with him on missions in Acts 15.39. From the website Christianity.com, I cite the following. We know Matthew followed Jesus, leaving his tax collector's booth. John reminds us throughout his gospel he was one of Jesus' favorite. We also know Luke hung out with Paul and wrote Acts. But what about Mark? Some scriptures reveal Mark's relationship with Peter, Paul, and Barnabas. Barnabas was his cousin. Paul offers his information in his letter to the church in Colossae as he instructs the church to welcome Mark if he comes to see them, Colossians 4.10. Mark's relationship with Paul, however, was not always this pleasant. In Acts 12.25 and 13.5, John Mark tagged along with his cousin Barnabas and Paul on their missionary journey from Jerusalem to Cyprus. He was their helper, but in Acts 13.13, Luke details John Mark's return to Jerusalem. The nature of his return is revealed a few chapters later in Acts 15 when Barnabas and Paul disagree about including John Mark in another journey. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left. Commanded by the believers to the grace of the Lord, Acts 15, 37-40. John Mark left his ministry position. Not that I would have blamed him, in Acts 13, a sorcerer who opposed Paul and Barnabas was struck blind after Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, told him the Lord would make him blind. Maybe it was too much for John Mark to handle. He was afraid. It is believed he ran away another time also. That story is found in his own gospel. He writes about a young man hiding in the Garden of Gethsemane. We aren't given his name, but many believe it was John Mark. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus when they seized him. He fled naked, leaving his garment behind. Mark 14, 51 through 52. End of quote. What did Mark write about the date and the hour of Jesus' return? Mark starts by describing the location on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple and mentions the, name of, the names of the apostles that came privately, as Peter, James, John, and Andrew. The disciples asked Jesus when these things be and the signs when these things will be fulfilled. It seems these writings are not in chronological order because it is not clear to what things they are referring to that will be a fulfillment. In Matthew, I believe is that Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem because it is written after Jesus said he would not return to Jerusalem until they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
This is in Matthew 23, 37 through 39. Matthew 23, 37 through 39. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who I sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as the hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In Mark, we can find the following concerning Jesus' day and hour. Mark 13, 32 through 37. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Mark mentions the Son, who is Jesus, and says he does not know. Why would Matthew not mention Jesus as not knowing the day or the hour, but Mark mentions him. There is an instance in the Bible where the words seem to differ from the original conversation. This is like when we play the game, or have you ever played uh, the game that somebody tells a secret to one and they're like five people lined up and when the secret gets to the fifth person, it's completely different. So that's the way I kind of looked at this. In Genesis 2, God told Adam, Before creating Eve, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When the serpent was enticing Eve to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Eve's response added, Do not touch it. In addition to it, in this instance, perhaps, Eve assumed that adding, do not touch the tree was fine because to eat it she would have to touch it i don't know check this out when you do your own research and study however it is very interesting to see how adding or subtracting can change the meaning of an instruction why did eve add do not touch it isn't it obvious that when god said do not eat is because he already knows that it is very clear that to eat it, you had to touch it. So it was not necessary to add duplicity to his statement. Genesis 2, 16 through 18, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat, of it you shall surely die. Genesis 3, 2 through 3. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. 
In Matthew and Mark's case, assuming they were both around the disciples that went to ask Jesus about his return and the end of age, would it be possible that Jesus did not say the son did not know because the father reveals everything to him? And that's how Jesus can reveal the father to us. Furthermore, Jesus uses the parable of the man going to a far country and leave his servants in charge through his authority and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. If the doorkeeper is watching, he will certainly see when the master is approaching and will not catch him by surprise. This is in Mark 13, 34 through 36. Also, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6, that we are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake us as a thief, because we are sons of the light. The world or, or unbelievers will be in darkness, and for them it will be like a thief in the night. But we will be able to be like the doorkeeper to see from far away when our master is approaching. I believe God is doing this in part with dreams and visions, because I have noticed the dreams and visions of the rapture of the church have increased to this day. When Jesus says in Matthew 24, 36, it is possible that Matthew was around and heard it and Mark was not around. Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my father only. If Matthew wrote before Mark did, it is possible that Mark interpreted the part of but my father only as Jesus not having the knowledge of his coming. Mark 13, 32 through 37, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. When I look at these two statements, I see they are almost identical except the insertion of nor the sun. Paul wrote that we will not be surprised like a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of, or da of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. What did John say about Jesus knowing the day and hour of his return? In the book of Revelation, John wrote that this was the revelation given to Jesus Christ, given to him by God. This is in Revelation 1.1. In this revelation, Jesus talks to the churches and prophesies what is going to happen for his return. Jesus knows because God revealed it to him. Who was John? From the book 12 Ordinary Men by John MacArthur, John is described as the Apostle of Love. John wrote more than any other New Testament author about the importance of love, laying particular stress on the Christian's love for Christ. 
Christ's love for his church and the love for one another that is supposed to be the hallmark of true believers. The theme of love flows through his writings, but love was a quality he learned from Christ, not something that came naturally to him. In his younger years, he was as much a son of thunder as James, his brother. Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He is since the beginning of times, and he has no end. Jesus is eternal and has always been eternal. In Revelation 1.8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus was the Word that created the universe and earth. In Hebrews 1.1, says that God made the worlds through Jesus. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed her of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Jesus is the image of God and God's firstborn. God created all things through him and for him. Colossians 1, 15-17, talking about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things and in him all things consist. In conclusion, upon completing my study, I concluded that Jesus has always known the day and the hour of his return. I came to these conclusions because Jesus said that his Father reveals all to him. Therefore, I believe the most important task in Jesus' kingdom and ministry is his return, and I believe that God would have told him. In support of this, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus was the Word that created the universe and earth. God created all things through Him and for Him. Jesus Himself gave John the revelation of the things to come, which included His return. He did not tell John the date or the hour, but Jesus revealed to Paul that we will now be caught by surprise. So more to come on this from Jesus Himself to us. The point is that Jesus knows the day and the hour. John's writings gives light into whether Jesus knew and now knows the day or the, and the hour of his return. In addition, John was one of the disciples that was in the Mount of Olives asking him about when these things were going to, were going to happen and when the end of the age was. 
It is possible that neither Matthew or Mark were present when other disciples asked Jesus about the sign for his return, or Matthew was present since he was one of the twelve, and Mark wrote it after Matthew. Mark was not one of the twelve and perhaps did not share all the access the twelve had to be near Jesus. When Jesus was in the Mount of Olives, he spoke extensively, and there were no recording machines and no smartphones at that time to record what was happening, what was being said, to, to have that speech accurate. The accuracy of the writing depended on who was writing it, which may have added a liter of personal interpretation. These writings are very extensive for someone to remember them by memory, so there had to be somebody there present writing them. I believe at least one person recording Jesus' statement. I believe Matthew's writings are more accurate than Mark's because it aligns with what John wrote in Revelation. And this is what Jesus told John in the book of Revelation. I believe Mark uh, interpreted the part only the Father as Jesus not knowing either when was the time, the day, and hour of his return. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is the way to salvation and eternal life. In John 14, 6, Jesus answered Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All you have to do is tell him, repent of your sins, and he will help you to overcome temptations and to be a better person each day. Acknowledge him out loud by saying that he is your Lord and Savior. In Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus wants to be your friend and to be your family too. Jesus loves you. Be blessed and have a good day.